Welcome to this episode of Turdy for Turdy. Make sure you let us know how we're doing. Uh, remember, you can either email us at tftpod2018 at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at Turdy for Turdy. Uh, let's get ready to fumble. Alright, welcome to another episode of Turdy for Turdy. I'm Andrew. We got Maher here. Hi. And no guest uh, this week, so that means that we will not be counting up Maher's dad jokes. Those will just, he can just let them, he can just let them roll out of him all willy-nilly like. We might not have any guests, but except for the voices in my head. Which counts as like a whole entire uh, town hall meeting going on up there. <laughs> oh, boy. I plead the fifth. Well, you've been asking about this one for a while. Have I? Because I have no idea where this is going. And when you say it, and if I know what it is, I might be pleasantly surprised. Hopefully, maybe, sort of, kind of. Oh, you're going to like it. Now, the reason why it took me so long to do it, let me explain why this one's going to be a little different. The reason why it took me so long to do this is I tried to research it, but there's just not a lot of information out there on this topic. And the only thing I could find that was even from the time period was one single article from the uh, Los Angeles Times. I had to go through their articles collection, found it there. So what we're going to do today, which is a little different than what we've done it before, is we're actually just going to read this article verbatim. And we're kind of going to learn about some of this stuff to, together. Because to be honest, I read about a third of it. And then I would, thought it would be fun if we just learned it as we went, like both of us. So I, I don't even know what's all coming in this one. Oh, boy. Which sounds dangerous now that I say it out loud. loud but <laughs> we're going for it anyway. Well, you know, sometimes you got to live dangerously. Remember to... Uh, to subscribe and leave us a review this might be our last episode if there's something in this article that i don't know about it and i just read it off the teleprompter like ron burgundy if something like that happens then then this will be our last episode i'm confused now is this like are you threatening something or is this like a such a hot topic that if you say it wrong we're gonna get murdered like cartel style nah none of of that i'm just saying if somebody like hid fuck you san diego in the middle of this article i don't know about it so i'll just accidentally read it and then i'll just have told san diego to go fuck themselves but did somebody type that for you or did you type it yourself i typed it myself (laughs) Wait, never so are you mind. Suggesting no, you, I didn't you, type you, it. <laughs> are you suggesting you hit a fuck you San Diego or something along the lines in your own damn script? <laughs> let me let me say that again. I didn't type this up. This is the actual news article about the subject that we're talking about. I have not read over it completely. I read it to make sure it was what I was looking for. And then I shelved it to come back to you later when I found more information on the topic. Unfortunately, I couldn't find any more information on the topic, so I came up with this wacky idea of we'll read the whole article together and discuss it, and then I realized that neither of us know exactly what's in this, so we're going to be learning together. That's all I'm trying to say. So you didn't even read the article? Not all of it. Wow, this is some great research right there. I know. Well, <laughs> it, was, it was purposefully done. I mean, it might be a terrible idea, but we're about to find out. 
So our article was written in 1991. The best picture that year is one of my all-time favorites, Dances with Wolves. Such a happy, uplifting movie about happy little wolves dancing in the forest. I really love the musical number they did towards the end when it's just, you know, the fact that he was able to teach a wolf to dance and they did a whole ballet performance. It was wild. You know, it was, it was, you know, and they did that all practical, no CGI. Yeah, they didn't have CGI back then. They actually had to, like, Kevin Costner had to grab those wolf's paws by the, by his hands and just dance them out like he was uh, doing the dance from Beauty and the Beast. By the way, my favorite thing about, like, the pre-CGI movies was how much effort they put in this stuff for to make it look like shit <laughs> like you, you watch them now and you're like at the time you're like that actually is okay but like i watch ghostbusters which that wasn't like a huge you know yeah, cgi graphically, wasn't it's the, the most important part yeah it. but it, it looked like the claymation like the the dogs and uh i mean hell the best i mean the ghosts looked okay but like the things that couldn't just be done with projectors you know look kind of crappy like uh what was it the goat the slimer it looked Slimer looked weird. And then you have things like Jurassic Park, where to me the first one looks better than the two sequels that followed it. The new ones, of course, look better than the original, but the original looked better than The Lost World and the other one, three. I I am not, you know, 100% convinced that they didn't, like, invent dinosaurs and let them go crazy and actually murder people just to make that movie. (laughs) It looks so good. Like, it's timeless. That movie's timeless. I mean... Obviously, they didn't. Well, did Newman ever show up in anything after that? Well, Samuel L. Jackson did. So yeah, but there's like that, hundreds of thousands of Newmans. I see him everywhere I go. You can replace him. No one will even notice. <laughs> All right. The top song of 1991 was Everything I Do, I Do It For You by Brian Adams. Second place, don't usually talk about second place, but it's a classic. It's the Color Me Bad anthem, I Want to Sex You Up. So, you know, that's a great song. Oh, that 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 um, that deserved a, a mention. Yeah, you had to get it. I want to sex you up. All right, so our article for today's show, like I said, we're just going to be reading off an article. It's by a Chris Dufresne a Times staff writer. It was published May 19th, 1991, and it's called Crime, Crimes of Passion. Before his winning streak ended at 24 Heist, Raider fan Claude Jones robbed Banks that so, so that he could root for his team in oh. style. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, I, I told you we'd I'm get like, back to it eventually. Oh man, I'm I'm like a little schoolgirl. This one was hard to do. This was a really hard one to find information on. Turns out the Raider Bandit wasn't that popular of a dude. I am happier than a pedophile at a kindergarten right now. <clears throat> Here we go. Probably not a good reference. It's all right. It was a rotten weekend for Claude Dawson Jones. On Friday, January 18th, he awoke in room 211 of the Best Western Motel on Richards Boulevard to the sound of three loud raps on the door. It wasn't room service. Jones peered outside at police, sheriff's deputies, FBI. Guns were cocked and pointed at his head. Jones surrendered without incident and admitted to 24 bank robberies during a whirlwind 10-week spree that began November 7, 1990. Inside the motel room, authorities found what was described as a shrine to the, a shrine to the Raiders. 
jackets, jerseys, caps, ticket stubs, and canceled airline tickets. Why were they canceled? That's a good question. I don't know why he just had canceled airline tickets there. But why did he also take his whole entire man cave's worth of Raiders stuff to the hotel? Yeah, that's a that's also a really good question. Because if he, he would perceive that stuff as valuable, so why the hell would he travel with it? And also, like... So was he buying airline tickets and then being like, oh, I'm going to cancel? Like, I, I don't understand that. Like, did he not go? Did he be like, I'm going to go to this away game. I'm going to do it this time. And then he's like scared of leaving Oakland or something. I don't know which tickets were canceled specifically, but he did go to away games. So maybe that'll get answered later. There was Raider paraphernalia all around. FBI spokesman Tom Griffin said it's safe to say he was an avid fan. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> so avid that Jones had used the booty to help support his Raider obsession. A lot of people use booties. You always got to blame the booty. Yeah. Uh, confiscated at the scene was a round-trip airline ticket to Buffalo for the AFC Championship game between the Raiders and the Buffalo Bills that Sunday. Crime had paid for several lavish Raider excursions, expensive meals and parties, clothes, and countless rounds of Raider toasts at the local taverns. Wow, this guy is so single-minded that he literally had all this money and he Raiders, only spent it—he only spent it on going to football games and traveling. Oh, and partying. But like, if I was gonna do that, I would do things to like better my life as opposed to just go to football games. Yeah, I'd probably but football like, is life. Pay so. my debt down and kind of get everything organized, and maybe not worry about going to a bunch of Redskins games first off. Now, if I had like a continuous stream of money, then sure. But maybe not the first thing I would do with the money. Uh, if you ever robbed a bank and you had a bunch of money, what would you do if you knew that, like, you know, you had to do it in a way to where people wouldn't suspect that you had robbed a bank and that you all of a sudden came up with a bunch of money? I mean, I think I would, like, pay off debts and stuff to to not have to worry about it and, you know, pay off all credit cards and get rid of all that stuff. But if I knew I was going to get caught, I would run. I would run so far away and live on a beach somewhere. No one ever find me. They want to nail. The problem is when you rob a bank, that's not necessarily continuous funds you're going to get. That money doesn't go as far as it used to. So $20,000 is going to run out pretty soon if you're traveling somewhere around the world. It's also not like banks really have that much money. It's just, it seems like it's over-glorified in, in TV and stuff. Like like he said he had to rob 24 or he robbed 24 banks and it didn't seem like he had millions of dollars. <laughs> no, no, he did not. Robbing banks was uh, only glamorous in the 30s when the Depression was going on. After that, it kind of has lost its luster. Hell, I'm pretty sure you can open up some banks and they wouldn't even have money in them. It's like, yeah, it's all like invested in stuff. We're an online bank. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're all crypto, man. <laughs> <laughs> we have, uh, what's, that, what's the guy's name? Uh, oh, no, the, the karate guy that had a cryptocurrency. Ralph Macchio? No, although he has a good car dealership in that one show. Uh, Steven Seagal, that's what I was thinking. This is oh, Steven. He's not a karate guy, he's a karate god. Oh, okay, I'll fix myself next time. And a, and a police officer. And a reality TV really shady. star. TV star. And a, and a Russian friend. <laughs> so Jones used the money to secure passage to Detroit and garner 40-yard line seats for a December 10th Monday night game against the Lions at the Pontiac Silverdome because nothing screams Monday night football more than the Raiders visiting the Lions. Always has, always will.
I mean, 40 yard, you know, he couldn't afford 50 yard line. I mean, I it was probably it was a really sold out game. You know how good the Lions and the Raiders have notoriously always been. <laughs> um, two days after his arrest on Sunday, as Jones sat in Sacramento County Jail, the other shoe dropped. The Bills routed the Raiders in the AFC title game at Orchard Park 51-3. to From his cell, Jones strained to hear game updates from a distant television set. Security guards weren't much help. Most of them were 49ers fans, Jones complained. Complained. <laughs> <laughs> That's his complaint. He's like, he's in jail, and he's just mad he can't watch a football exactly. game. Exactly. <laughs> Informed that the Raiders were trailing at halftime 41-3, to Jones buried his head in his hands. It wasn't a very good weekend, to say the least, he said. <laughs> oh, that's that why, was it, why it was weekend. a bad weekend. <laughs> Not that getting arrested for robbing banks. Oh, no, 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 sir. It was the Raiders getting beat by the Bills. Yeah, that's how I base all of my, like, the things in life. Like, oh, you know, my car broke down. It's a terrible week. Or, uh, that's okay. But the Saints lost. I can't even live with myself. I mean, let's face it. Football games can sometimes be like the cherry on top of a bad a bad weekend. But it's never the thing that throws me over the edge from, like, fine to suicidal. <laughs> like, like the Raiders, who had won six consecutive games before the Buffalo lost, Jones had seen an impressive winning streak in. He had managed 24 bank robberies with very few complications. Once he handed his demand slip to an inexperienced auxiliary teller who panicked, prompting Jones to flee the scene cashless. On December 19, 1990, during a holdup of world savings, Jones collected his loot and discovered his exit door was locked. It was 4.30, closing time. The bank manager, unaware of the robbery, cheerfully unlocked the door for Jones and said, Have a nice day. Come back again. <laughs> <laughs> that That has got to be the luckiest thing ever. Like, Also, it sounds like this guy wasn't really doing this very sophisticatedly. Like, was he having, did he have like an airsoft gun oh, in his oh, here we, pocket next, or his like finger in a marker? The next two senses explains that for you. Jones never used a gun or wore Raider apparel during robberies. Occasionally, he would don a cap of the loathed San Francisco 49ers simply to throw investigators off course. Jones in a 49er cap? Inconceivable. So this guy thought that he could throw people off that don't know anything about who he is or yeah. would have even thought in their mind to link it to like a sports fandom that because he wore a 49ers hat, like there's no way it could be this one guy who's a, a Raiders fan. Exactly. It's like he thought of himself as Raider guy. He was like on TV all the time or something. He's like, everyone will think it's Raider guy if I don't put on this 49ers hat to throw him off. I'm Raider guy. That didn't even make any goddamn sense. Like, no police are looking at that. I mean, maybe if he robbed every single bank in, like, a Oakland Raiders jersey. But, like, if you happen to be wearing a hat, like, you know how many people wear hats of stuff they don't give a shit about? But he's... I mean, how many people own Yankees and Lakers gear that actually, like, give a shit about them? But he said it was the ultimate disguise. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jones held his demand. He really did say that, by the way. That was a quote in here. I, that's why I went Jesus Christ, because that's... Oh, my God. How, how did this guy make it as long as he did? That's through like, 24 banks. 24. Oh man. Double digits. 
Uh, Jones held his demand notes on the countertop with both hands while frightened tellers read the same sloppily, sloppily written message. Give me 20s, 100s, and 50s. No alarms. Hurry up. Sir, I, uh, I would like to change the offer, and I'm, I'm going to give you all alarms and no 20s, 50s, or 100s. <laughs> Can't you read? I'm just curious how this guy was able to do, like, they have silent alarms, they have all this stuff, and it's one guy. I mean, money's insured, so they're not going to risk their lives, but, like... But still, like, he, these were all in California, from what I can understand, so after, like, six or seven, you would think they're like, okay, there's clearly a guy coming robbing banks, and he's been wearing a Raiders, or a 49ers hat, like, half the time. Eventually... They would start putting together like a profile of him, and you would think that he. No, but they wouldn't. They wouldn't catch him though. They would catch a 49ers fan. Good point. That that costume was the ultimate disguise. They couldn't tell what he looked like by his face at all. Just the fact that he was wearing a 49ers hat. That every guy with a 49ers hat's in danger now. <laughs> the robberies were all quick hits and produced low yields. His 24 robberies produced a total of twenty-five thousand two hundred fifty-three dollars. That's it? He got like $1,000 a bank? Yes. But going back for more seemed as convenient as drive through automated teller machines. Jones had once worked for the Bank of America in Sacramento, quitting in, dis- in disgust when asked to take a 25% pay cut. Jones knew how banks worked, what tellers knew, where surveillance cameras were situated. He never robbed a Bank of America branch, though. Fear of being recognized, he said. To be fair, like, I would probably quit a job if they told me I was going to get a 25% reduction in, in yeah, my salary. Yeah, I feel like that's fair. Like, I ain't, I'm not mad at him for that. That makes sense. I'd be pretty pissed, too. I don't know if I'd go rob 24 banks shortly after, but I can understand being upset. Was he trying to rob a bank for every percentage? But that's another thing, too. Like, his Just yearly salary more. had to have been more than 24 grand, right? Like, that's... yeah. Yeah, definitely, I would think. That's pretty low wage right there. Although it was yeah, I mean, that's like McDonald's. So, but it's California, so yeah, I would have, I'd guess it'd be more than that. I don't remember in California if they've always had as high a rates as they've had, like, recently. Because now it's like, what, $15 for, like, McDonald's working in yeah, California? Yeah, living in California is ridiculous. Uh, to conceal his identity, Jones pulled a baseball cap down over his forehead so that it almost covered his eyes. The robbery seemed to get easier easier with each attempt. Then he made a slip. I got lazy, he said. During a robbery at Hart Federal Savings on January 11th, Jones failed to pull his cap down far enough and an overhead camera snapped his picture. The surveillance photo was soon posted in area banks. Six days later, Dave Johnson, a Bank of America manager, called the FBI and said three of his employees thought the photo resembled a former worker, Claude Jones. So he was right. (laughs) It was smart to stay out of Bank of America. I mean, I feel like you'd be fine as long as you didn't rob the specific branch you you worked at. (laughs) That's probably true as well, but it was Bank of America that ended up bringing him down. In court records, FBI agent Clifford C. Hawley said he matched the photo with Jones' Department of Motor Vehicles picture. The Sacramento Sheriff's Department traced Jones to a motel after running a license plate check on his rental car. He might have, you know, had more money if he wasn't just, you know, renting cars left and right. Games everywhere. 
what he should have done is, you know, he ran a, ran a car and put 49ers stickers now this all is, over this it, This might too. be my favorite little sentence in here, which, just because of how ironic this is, but Jones' own car had been stolen in December while he was attending a Raiders game in Los Angeles. Well, I mean, that's just proof of why you shouldn't go to a Raiders yeah, game. Yeah, I feel like that would not make me want to go to more Raiders games if my car was stolen at the game. I think I would be like, you know what, I can just watch this on TV. So what he should have done when he stole all that money is buy a car. Mm-hmm. But he didn't do no, that. No, he bought Raiders tickets. Okay. Jones pulled his I final <laughs> heist, number 24, at the Security Pacific branch on January 17th. One day before his arrest and the scheduled trip to Buffalo. Jones needed spending money for the Raider junket and ended up with $2,774, which was one of his biggest hauls. Wow, he's a uh, real money bags over that that guy. Um, yeah, I don't, man. How 2400 was his biggest haul? That means he was probably getting, um, what like a couple hundred dollars from some of those places. Well, if he made twenty five thousand, and that was, I'd say his lowest probably like five hundred dollars somewhere in there, five or six, and then thousand most of the time. By the way, like none of the listeners are going to understand this, but it's been really entertaining watching you try to wrangle that cat. <laughs> it's like she knows I'm on camera, and she's just decided to get right in the line of the line of the shot. It's driving me nuts. Uh, in the back of his mind, he said Jones knew he was pushing his luck. To keep one step ahead of the law, he had never remained in one hotel for more than two days at a time. Yet there he slept that Friday morning at the Best Western on a fourth consecutive day. His room number alone should have been an omen. 211, Jones said dryly. That's the penal code section for robbery. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he had obviously done some research, though, to, like, be aware of that, right? Because, I mean, it sounds like he was... He at least kind of like half-ass playing. Yeah, I don't think the guy was like an idiot in the sense of like he didn't know what he was doing. He was just kind of stupid in why he was doing it and what he was doing. But I think he is at least like able to read and know what's going on. So, I mean, that's a plus for him. Uh, <laughs> right. yeah, you think he was able to read and know what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> like, actually, there's probably like a sadly low number of people who are illiterate in this country. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I think I saw, like, something that was a lot higher than I would have thought for a first world country, but... Yes, it, it is. I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but it's definitely more than you're probably imagining it is right now. <clears throat> In a plea agreement, Jones, who had no prior arrests, pleaded guilty to six felony counts of bank robbery. In exchange, the U.S. Attorney's Office has recommended that he receive no more than 97 months in prison. Oh, that's just a couple. That's fine. No more. What is, there's 12 months in a year. Yeah, that's a long yeah, time. That's pretty, pretty good length of time. Until his sentencing, June 20th, Jones is being held by U.S. Marshals at the Yolo... Oh, my God. Let me restart that. This messed me up. Until his sentencing, June 20th, Jones is being held by U.S. Marshals at the Yolo County Sheriff's Detention Complex in Woodland, about 10 miles north of Sacramento, He's being Yolo. held in Yolo prison. Well, I wonder, you know, well, California doesn't have the death penalty, but I was saying, you know, like, when they're, like, getting executed, they go, Yolo! <laughs> it's, I mean, it's so perfect, because he's like, well, you only live once, might as well rob 24 banks. 
You only live once. Might as well rot in jail. Because of this unique nature of his case, perhaps, Jones said he has been treated well. There are a lot of Raiders fans in jail, he quipped during a recent interview at the detention center. Wow. I, you know what's funny about that is there is a joke in the fact that there's a lot of Raiders fans in, in jail. Yeah, it's almost like uh-huh. too easy there. I just, are you yeah. really surprised there's a bunch of Raiders fans in prison? It's low hang- well, not, you know, yeah, probably not anymore, you know. I don't think there's any Raiders flan- fans uh, left in Oakland. It's all hipsters now. Taking over. Gentrification. Uh, Jones. And by the way, that's that's eight years. So see, that's not bad. I bet it was worth it to try to get to that AFC Championship game. He never made it to. I would do ten years in prison to go to an NFC Championship game, wouldn't you? It doesn't seem crazy at all. Um, nah, I think I'm good. Actually, based on the uh, the the past uh, Saints NFC Championship games, I'm good. If anybody <laughs> should be in jail, it's the referee that didn't call that a pass interference. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, if I had uh, if I had robbed banks to go and then ended up going to jail for either the game last year or this year, I would probably hang myself, Aaron Hernandez. Well, you probably would have gone to jail for murder after the game this year. It's pretty close, man. Pretty close. Uh, Jones doesn't know to which federal facility he will be sent. He's pulling hard for Lompoc and rooting against Denver because it's home of the Broncos. Why would they send him to jail in Denver if he's from California and did all his crime, t- crimes why in California? Why does that matter? Why does that all of a sudden, like, why is that important? Like, does he think that everybody in jail just sits and talks about football? Like, they don't have access. Like, back then, they definitely didn't have access, access to the outside world. So, like, how the hell are they doing football talk all the time? They're probably just more worried about if they're going to get raped or stabbed or if the, you know, Not this guy. The skinheads he's, are going to take them over. He's worried he's going to be stuck with a bunch of Broncos fans. He, I wonder if he's, like, in a, was in a, or... Uh, he'd probably be out by now, but I wonder if there's any, um, like, he had a fantasy football league in there or something. <laughs> they just listening to, like, a guard's radio when he's, like, staying on the other end of the hall. He's the type of guy <laughs> that would draft Derek Carr in the first round this upcoming year. His fantasy team would be the worst team because it would be all, like, all Raiders players. All Raiders players all the time. And then he would drop Amari Cooper as soon as he got traded. <laughs> and almost like you did where you almost traded him and his, like, career came rebounding back. I almost traded him because he didn't do anything for the first six weeks of the yeah, season and then didn't play for, like, he got traded on a bye week and then didn't play really the first week and then all of a sudden went amazing. Yeah, we I remember talking to you about that, and we both just said that you should probably wait a week, but it was really tempting once offers started rolling in. Uh, that's the worst punishment any Raiders fan can get getting sent to Denver, he said. But a true Raider fan will not fear any Denver fan. That's the worst. In his mind, that's the worst punishment punishment he could get is going to Denver. He's already going to be in jail. So? I, uh... As long as it's not Denver, who gives a shit? I mean, you know, that's my thought process, too. You know, it's like, if I ever go to jail, I better not go to jail in Atlanta. I wouldn't be able to handle it. That's the only place. All damn Falcons fans. That's the only place and the only reason I would never make it to jail. In jail. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be fine in, you know, I'd be fine in Louisiana, though. Send me to Angola. I'll bond with those Saints fans. There's nothing wrong that can happen there. They're going to be super friendly to you because you're a Saints fan. 
That's how yep, prison that's, works. Yeah. There's no gangs or anything. It's all about football teams. You just have to make sure that you fall in line with your team and stay away from the other teams. So, like, if you're a Raiders fan in Denver and there's not really a good uh, Oakland Raiders group to hang out with, that's when you get stabbed and shanked. So that's why he's worried. Oh, you just got to join the, the Elway gang, you know? <laughs> You gotta, you know, you get, you just gotta, like, you know, you always carry around the football. Take you to the Mile High Club. Oh, well, you know, everybody in Denver's in the Mile High Club. <laughs> uh, Jones' passion for the Raiders began while he was a child in North Sacramento, kindled by his parents, who bought him a team jersey with fullback Marv Hubbard's number forty-four. You got a fullback jersey? jersey like ever. that's what really? What was your first was jersey you ever got? Jer- um, Ricky Williams. This is a really random one, but the first jersey I ever got was a Brett Favre jersey that my mom bought me for some reason. Nobody, because he's Brett Favre. Nobody man. in our family was a Packers fan. I was a like very confirmed Redskins fan. Yet the first jersey I ever got was Brett Favre, but I did wear it. I liked it. It was cool. Well, um, I kind of, you know, I kind of went bad on my first couple of jerseys. I didn't really have that many, but I uh, the first one I got was Ricky Williams, and then after that I got Reggie Bush. And then I got um, Shockey. Well, like I've said before, I have Patrick Ramsey. uh, I can't remember the dude's name. I think it was Devin Thomas. He was a wide receiver from Michigan State that went to the Redskins, and I got his jersey all excited, and he didn't pan out. I almost bought a Jimmy Graham jersey, um, like, the season before he got traded. I almost bought a... uh, Josh Doxson jersey when he got drafted that year. I thought he was going to be the real deal. Very glad I didn't. (laughs) Jones, 32, does not see his crimes as the demented backlash of devoted Raider worship. He does, however, espouse the franchise's long-perceived image of rebelliousness. Jones lived vicariously through his team, a franchise famous for resurrecting cast-offs and hard cases, a team obsessed with the singular purpose of success, no matter the means or public perception. <sighs> it's an attitude, Jones said. Sometimes people like the bad guy. Almost everybody I grew up with liked the Raiders. I was brash, cocky, I was erratic, I raised hell. Does he think that the the, the Raiders as a football team like actually raid places that are like pirates yeah, and whatnot I, like they're yeah. just the guys on the football team it's almost like he's saying there that i'm a raiders fan so just understand that if you put a bank in front of me i'm gonna rob it it's like uh, so sir? since since you're a redskins fan does that mean you have to be an alcoholic and scalp white people uh we also own, i also own a casino so i don't know what you're talking about hey you should petition that because you're a redskins fan you need to get a cut of you know the uh the oh money oh my god could you imagine if i tried to make that a real thing the media stank that would just come all over me i'd be like the most hated man in america at 30 seconds in i you wouldn't know, even be able to finish have. talking to the the newspaper the, the the writer before i had a bunch of people out in my front lawn wanting to kill me <laughs> um i mean you might have you know you should do one of those dna tests uh you know, you might have some more. Indi- I have some Indian blood in me, but yeah, I don't. I don't think I do. I don't think it's enough um, to do anything about. Unfortunately, somebody in my family had enough where they could have got the you know the benefits, but 
we're like the whitest people in the world, so it just looked bad. Unfortunately, I think I'm a mix of all the uh, nationalities that people hate from Europe, so got that going for me. Little, little <laughs> das German, is cool. little Irish. Yeah, Irish are the, the Mexicans of Europe. <laughs> hey, those are my people. Okay. Uh, it's a, The Irish or the Mexicans? At this point, both. <laughs> well, I'm Irish, too, and I'm from South Texas, so maybe I'm a little bit the same way. Uh, Jones took some of that Raider rage into his bank robberies, explaining, it's kind of like, as long as you can get away with it, there are no rules. Yeah, that's how it works. That's, no, that's called anarchy, yeah, that's, but, no, you know. that's how it works. If you can get away with it, it's cool. Like, just don't get caught. That falls down, that falls into the, if a tree falls into the wood kind of thing. <laughs> If a tree falls and no one's around to hear it, does a tree really fall? If you rob 24 banks and get away with it, did you really commit a crime? Exactly. If you don't get caught, who cares? Oh, also, that's federal prison, right? Because he robbed banks. Yes. You know, that's federal pound-in-the-ass prison. <laughs> We're not going to white-collar prison. We're going to federal pound-in-the-ass prison. Gotta love <laughs> office space. But the problems that led to his crime spree were deep-rooted and more complex than Raider passion gone awry. Jones said, citing despair over the breakup of his marriage, a long-running dependence on drugs and alcohol, and ha- unhappiness with his work, it all exploded November 7th. Well, this makes sense, actually. Like, So he's blaming on his Raiders fandom, but it seemed like he just fully went into like having a purpose by being a fan of something because his life was shit. Yeah. Also, I wonder if him being well, the drugs probably had something to do with it. But I wonder if him being like a super fan is actually like what led to his marriage breaking up. He, she's like, "Hey, honey, we're gonna go do this." He's like, "No, I gotta watch the game." The Raiders are on. They're down by forty. I gotta watch the game. They could come back. There's two minutes left. The Raiders are on. Why? Why do you keep talking like that? Because that's how Chris Berman does it. <laughs> but this is like a like that moment of clarity that he had when he said all that he's like yeah it's all because i love the raiders well maybe it has something to do with my divorce and my drug and alcohol dependence but yeah, it's more the raiders it was the raiders yeah no it definitely wasn't because i was high as a kite yeah. Yeah, you're finally making sense i i definitely didn't do it just so i could buy the biggest a crack rock the size of a football i also bought a football so there you go <laughs> uh, a prison psychologist suggested that jones through his crimes was trying to seek revenge against everyone who had turned on him the raiders through it all had remained loyal i didn't have anything left jones said but there was always hope with them Okay. <laughs> this sounds like you are you are you gonna start robbing banks you know the irony of this is that i'm pretty sure when did the raiders go to the super bowl most recently like 1998 or 99 when they played the buccaneers it's been a long the irony time. is he probably sat in jail the last time that the raiders were actually in the super bowl so the one year that they did anything good is the year one of the years that he was stuck rotting in prison i wonder if they ever responded to, to any of that, like, cause now if all this came out, you know, there'd be the instant social media stuff and then the Raiders could immediately, you know, Oh, coconut head could go in there and say something along the lines of like, yeah, we don't really condone that. Please don't rob banks or saying, Hey, give me some of that money. I need to pay for my terrible haircuts and hair. If dye. you learn how to do this haircut while you're sitting in prison, I'll hire you. 
He can be the the Gruden, the Gruden grinder. This guy definitely uh, gets Gruden, Gruden grinder honors for sure. He never gave up, even when things were at their worst. Uh, Jones plans to write Raider owner Al Davis a letter of apology. I've embarrassed the team, he said. Oh, they don't give a shit about him. <laughs> Al Davis is like Scrooge McDucking and like dirty money. He doesn't give a shit about that dude. I would tell him that I just lost control. It was my fault. I robbed banks to go to Raiders games, but they didn't tell me to rob banks. I should have finished school, got a better job, and made enough money to pay for the games myself. Oh my God! What? What if? Like the thing is, you don't have to make that much money to go to football games. He could have got cheap seats, or he could have, you know, gone or to he home games. Just or he could the game on TV like a normal person. Yeah. you don't have to be at every game. In fact, it's mostly it's more fun to watch it at home. Because you don't get beer spilled on you or have to deal with the home fans talking shit to you every time you walk out because your team loses every time you go to a game. Well, that's just because you're a fan of a team that's like nowhere near your geographical region. Yeah, that got a little personal. Like, have you ever been to a home Redskins game? I have game? not. I plan on doing that. I just have not done it. I've been um, to several games in Texas and then the one in New Orleans. The first, the first Saints game I went to, uh, we were like literally second row from the top of the Superdome. And there was this lady in front of us that snuck in a whole, like, fifth of some cheap whiskey. And she was just hammered and, like, basically stood the whole game. And when you're that high up, you're kind of like, yeah, I think we should sit because I don't want to, like, fall and die. Um, so that was a that was a really entertaining first game experience for me. She probably got even off of it because of the altitude oh. up there. You're so high up in those <laughs> stadiums that it seems like you're in a plane at times. She's basically like was like in my lap the whole time, which my dad thought was pretty funny. Oh, of course, that is that's hilarious. I was also like a kid, so it was a little. There was some tabooness to uh, it. you gotta you gotta be exposed. <laughs> yeah, it's okay if women, you know, if women do inappropriate things with with young children, just not of men. <laughs> uh, it's the social norm. <laughs> Jones hopes that Davis will understand. I wish I could have hired his lawyers, Jones said. Of course you do. <laughs> Why You would want a rich man's lawyers in this situation. But even that's not going to save well, you. Uh, it might help a little, but like, it's a, it's a, it appalls me how much having like money helps with getting away with stuff. Like literally, like you, if you have a whole bunch of money and could just do the like the most infinite. Re, like you have researchers investigators all that you can literally even if there's like pictures of you like stabbing the person you could get away well, with remember something. that one kid i think it was in dallas that like ran over two people while he was drunk and he got off with it because his uh defense team won the won the case by saying that he was so rich he doesn't understand rules yeah, and then, well, that ended badly because then him and his mom, like, went over to, like, Mexico, but they went to, like, white people in Mexico, and then they, like, hang out in resort towns and stuff, and they ended up finally getting caught, or he did something. He wasn't supposed to leave the country. I don't know. It ended badly for him. It might have. Basically, he was a piece of shit. Everybody was very, very shocked when he got away with that. He was in the news a lot. I, uh... He got, I think he might have either did it again or he did something he wasn't Oops, supposed to. I did it again. I killed a family, but I don't know the rules. <laughs> oh. Jones never thought it would end like this. 
he was atop the world in February of 1984. He, he, he never thought robbing 24 banks would end badly for him no, at all? he was on top of the world in February of 1984, when in the span of a month, the Raiders defeated the Washington Redskins in Super Bowl 18, and Jones married his girlfriend, Candy. Oh, um, Boy, well, you, since she has a stripper you, name, I'm wondering, I'm wondering how that, you know, maybe there was other yeah, stuff. Yeah, you really get an understanding about this dude's life when you find out that his ex-wife's name is Candy. It, things make a lot more sense. Hey, man, he just wanted sex and candy. He wanted raiders and candy. Ooh. He's, he was raiding her candy drawer. <laughs> He's grabbing her Hershey's Kisses. <laughs> we had just won the Super Bowl, he said. I was real, real happy. It was time to settle down. Jones had played tight end at Rio Linda High in Sacramento, spent four years in the Air Force, and seemed ready to accept everyday life. But Jones had long been a heavy drinker, he said, and had experimented with an assortment of drugs. Probably that he got from candy. Doesn't say that, I'm just guessing. Did he call the drugs candy? (laughs) No, but candy definitely sounds like the name of a wife that would get their husbands hooked on drugs. It sounds like a wife that, yeah, no, Candy is not associated with a um, a upper class name, usually. Like, you don't see any, like, you know, wealthy, um, high class women called Candy. It'd be so funny if somebody named Candy just listens to this and is like, what the hell? <laughs> leave, leave my name alone. I feel like even if there is a really, you know, not to disrespect the name Candy, um, if there's a really like nice, upstanding citizen that happens to be you know, named Candy, came, that, we're not going against you personally, but I'm sure you've heard jokes about what your name is associated with. <laughs> I partied a lot, he said. It didn't help that his wife became a 49er fan during the team's dynasty of the 1980s, while the Raiders <laughs> suffered through four non-winning seasons late in the decade. The forty Jesus Christ. The 49ers went crazy and she liked them, Jones said. She thought they had some cute guys. She got real knowledgeable about the game uh, watching it with us. So, this lady basically spite like the 49ers because of his like obsession. Well, they had cute she, guys. So I, it makes sense. I I don't <laughs> I don't think I mean, this is just me talking out my ass, but based on this dude and his obsession, I don't think they would have got married if she wasn't a Redskins fan or at least pretended, I mean, not Redskins, a Raiders fan or at least pretend to be a Raiders fan whenever they were dating. Like, this guy strikes me as someone who would end, like, a super serious, healthy relationship because she didn't like yeah, it, the team he liked. It definitely feels like that came after the marriage. Like, he was already married to her, and then he was like, well, I can't go anywhere, with Be- so I'm just going to have to deal with it. She was she was looking at uh, Jerry Rice. <laughs> Jones said he and Candy would often argue about which was the better franchise. I would never accept that they were better than us, Jones said. I would recite to her the Raider facts, you know, facts according to Claude. You never lose. Time just runs out on you. And we always knew we had the refs against us. We are the greatest professional Wait. sports franchise. In, or We are the greatest professional franchise in the history of sports. Oh, my God. So, you never – I can you go back to this quote? Because this is a really great quote. You you never just lose, you run out of time? <laughs> yes, he said you never lose, you run out of time. But that's 
that's the point of the game. You have a specific time when you have goals to he, achieve. He found like, and if a, you don't do them, you lose. He found like a smart way, or what he thought was a smart way to try to say that they always fight hard, but instead he just went with, "You never lose. You just run out of time." Like, if they got rid of the clocks, the Raiders would always win. But then the game would be played infinitely, but the right? Raiders like, would win. God, that'd be. What if they had like tennis rules for? for football to where like you could potentially have like a you know a six hour match or something stupid or a game people would literally die yeah yeah you would be <laughs> you'd definitely be getting into your third stringers at some point hell they'd have like they'd be like can we just call on some people from the stands like did you play in high school and do you know what a football looks like come I'll on man try. welcome you're now the quarterback of the oakland raiders this guy, since he referenced him playing football in high school, which I feel like very specific people reference that like in everyday real life because it's n- not relevant because no one gives a shit. But th- this guy strikes me as someone who ran around honestly saying, Coach put, would have put me in, we would have won state kind of thing. <laughs> he definitely got that quote from a coach. Can't you see a coach saying you never lose, time just runs out on you? Like That sounds like such a coach thing to say. Uh... I feel like I don't know. Most coaches are usually a little more bloodthirsty. That sounds like a little bit of a a you trying to justify that you're terrible. He's quote. Henry. His coach was Henry Henry Winkler from The Water Boy. That's the kind of coach that would say that. Actually, <laughs> uh, he, and this Mama told me not to get a tattoo of Al Davis on my ass, but what Mama don't know don't hurt. <laughs> Candy maintains that football had nothing to do with their breakup. It's not the reason we separated, she said, declining to explain further. The couple parted in March of 1990. The divorce becomes final in July. Even so, Candy said that she was shocked by the news of Claude's arrest. He really liked the Raiders, but I didn't realize he'd do anything for them, she said. But he's not doing it for the Raiders. He's doing it for himself. Yeah, it's not like he's taking the money to the Coliseum in Oakland and dropping it off in a little bag for him, like, here, buy a better wide receiver. Yeah, like, he's doing this for selfish reasons. I mean, and... Nah, he was, he was I, totes doing this for the Raiders. So this is for you, Al. <laughs> Claude and Candy have two girls, Jessica, age six, and Julian, Julianne, age four. After the arrest, Jessica told her father, Daddy, I like the Raiders too, but you shouldn't have robbed a bank to see them. (laughs) Oh, oh, I can't say the darndest things. (laughs) Oh my God. When 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 a child has more common sense than their adults, that, uh... That's that's when you know that oh, man, things are that's, wrong. That's, that line is way too good. Honestly, that, I hadn't read to that part, so that one even caught me a little off guard. Uh, Jones grew despondent over the breakup. He started drinking more. He hated his job at the bank, quit, then found employment at the franchise tax board. He hated that, too. He moved in with his sister, Donna Shear, a dispatcher for the Sacramento County Sheriff's Department. Her brother's name would show up later on her blotter, but that setup didn't last long either. In November, Jones said he snapped. He had planned to drive down to Los Angeles on the weekend of November 11th for a Raider game against the Green Bay Packers, but was running short of cash. That's when Jones decided to rob a bank. He drove around for hours, casing various locations. He walked in and out of 20 banks before building up the nerve... I finally had to do it because I was running out of gas, he said. 
Jesus. Like, that's a heck of a motivation right there, mm-hmm. right? It's like, I, well, I committed to scouting out banks, but I don't have any money and I'm about to run out of gas. Might as well rob a bank. Yeah, it's like, well, I'm either going to run out of gas in the middle of uh, town here at a bank or I'm just going to rob it. So might as well. Well, you got to make sure you have enough gas before you do rob the bank, because otherwise you're not going to, you know, you're not going to make it past one. Does this guy really seem like he planned to you? Because I don't think he was even thinking about that. But here's the thing, is this guy seems like a complete idiot who, I I don't know, people who are that obsessed with sports annoy me. Like, I'm a huge sports fan. Like, I get physically, you know, I get physically ill if bad things happen to my team, if... You know, and I will feel upset about losses for sometimes a week, sometimes, you know, several months, um, sometimes multiple years. Um, but, oh man, I lost my train of thought. But, I mean, to go to the levels he did is, is ridiculous. But he, he got away with robbing 24 banks. That's not, you can't be a complete ignoramus and That's do that. That's I'm saying. It's really weird because you think this guy's a complete idiot. And then he, but he did get away with it for a while, which is the impressive part. I mean, he's abusing hard drugs and drinking a lot. I mean, that's not to say like he's like a you know drunk in the middle of the day kind of thing, but he still has somewhat decent jobs, even if he is moving around. So like this guy, like literally, if he if he took the Raiders out of his life, could probably have been successful. Not like I don't think you know the bankers really make that much money, or the bank tellers really make that much money, but still, it's a decent living. So on November 7th, Jones walked into First American Savings and walked out with 1100 bucks. I was real numb. It was like a dream, he said of the experience. Real weird. Jones had a rip-roaring time in Los Angeles that weekend. He stayed at the Hacienda Hotel in El Segundo, a block from the Raiders' training complex. He drank at Raider hangouts, bought rounds, and went through $20 bills as if they were breath mints and raised hell on Sunday. $1,100 isn't that much money. No, it's not. So I, it's, that's like going and wanting to have a breath mint every second and then running out halfway through your night. Like, I could find a pretty quick way to spend 1100 bucks if I really wanted to. Yeah, I mean, that's a... Uh, also, Hacienda doesn't really sound like that fancy of a hotel. Yeah, but for him, man, it was a step up, I think, from how his life was going at that current moment. So- so you mean I don't got to pay by the hour? <laughs> the Raiders lost 29-16, to 16, but Jones took it surprisingly well. He swore he would never rob again, but in fact held up nine more banks in the next four weeks. Wow, he was doing them pretty close together, yeah, too. He's just like, well, going to go rob another bank today. That's another thing. Usually, like, if someone does something that's, like, over a long amount of time, it's, like, sp- you know, that many times you think it's be spread out. Not like, I'm going to do this like 10 times in a month so the 10th was a security pacific on december 7th which is like exactly a month from when this started pearl harbor day jones remembered he took 2300 dollars in that heist then went back to his favorite bar bleachers to celebrate it was friday oh god it's a freaking football bar (laughs) Who would have thought that the, like, avid uh, Raiders fan um, hung out at sports bars? So Jones had severed all ties with friends and family by this time. He told new friends at the bar that he was a bookie. He remembers buying rounds and rounds of kamikaze drinks for the patrons that night, 
then impulsively decided he was going to spend the weekend in Los Angeles. He drove to the airport and booked the next flight out. Wait, can you go back? Um, so on Pearl Harbor Day, he went and bought a bunch of kamikaze drinks? <laughs> yes. I didn't even think about um, that. That's a little uh, tasteless. I mean, even though that happened a long time ago. like, um, wow. Yeah, I don't know I, about I that. Even, I didn't even recognize That's like going that. to a bar on 9-11 and ordering like suicide bomber drinks or yeah, something. I don't know. Dark, I, man. That's a dark turd. On approach to Los Angeles International Airport, Jones caught a glimpse of the Coliseum. All that Raider mania hit me, he said. I said, I've got to see the boys play. The Raiders were scheduled to play in Detroit the following Monday night. Jones landed in L.A. and was on a flight to Detroit within an hour. When he, Jesus Christ. When he arrived, Jones hired a limousine service to drive him to the Kingsley Inn in Bloomfield Hills, a Detroit suburb. He had $2,300 and he flies to, to what, Michigan on a whim and then hires a limousine when he gets there? So let's there? timeline his whole night. So he robs the bank on Pearl Harbor Day. Goes to a bar called Bleachers, buys kamikaze drinks for the whole entire bar, gets bored, decides, I want to go to L.A., pops on a plane within that hour to go to L.A., flies to L.A., sees the Coliseum, says, you know what, I want to see the Raiders, hops back on a plane within an hour, goes to Detroit, calls a limousine to drive him to a shitty-sounding hotel in a suburb of Detroit. And that's where we're at so far in just that one day. Man, like, that's not that much money. Yeah, I was about to say, first of all, how far and he did dollars take you in the early 90s? Because this seems ridiculous. I don't know how much flights were, but I don't think flights in America have ever been, like, cheap. Not necessarily. I mean, I guess $2,300 gets you to do all this stuff, but it's going to run out pretty quick. Some of these, like, round-trip tickets, like, if he's flying to, from L.A. to, to Detroit, that's got to be a least a $500 flight both ways and that's probably flying like the most economically way you could but something tells me this guy wasn't exactly you know pinching pennies the hotel was booked but jones flashed the manager a roll of hundred dollar bills and he said they started jumping around oh yeah the the la quinta inn guys were freaking (laughs) out this guy's got wild amounts of money whoa you think, uh, or what if he, like, the next day he, like, wakes up and he's, like, and he's just flashing a bunch of money and they're like, oh, well, that's cool. And he's like, yeah, I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last <laughs> night. I'm I'm starting to either imagine that this guy got way more money than he actually led on to the police or he had saved up a bunch of his other robberies for this one trip just to go wild. Yeah, I mean, again, I... You know, that's, what, 20 years of inflation, but I feel like the inflation in the last 20 years hasn't been that bad. No, I, I imagine that you would start running out of money very quickly if you did everything that he says he did in that night. Uh, wearing his ra- Black Raider jacket, Jones perched in the hotel bar and struck up conversations with the high, a highbrow suit-and-tie crowd. He emerged with new friendships and one-choice 40-yard line ticket for the game. Before kickoff, he stopped at the local mall to buy new clothes. And we prevailed, he said, of the Raiders' 38-31 to victory. Why did he buy new clothes? Like, did they just have a bunch of Raiders <laughs> stores in Detroit? Honestly, I can't make heads or tails of this anymore. It's getting ridiculous. Like, like you think he would travel with the jersey he was going to wear, right? Like, well, he just like, no, I gotta buy a new jersey. in the planes. I don't imagine he had clothes with him, so... I- I'm assuming that's why he went to go buy buy clothes, but still. 
He probably had no baggage or anything. Well, he had lots of baggage, just not clothes. <laughs> yeah, he probably had like one duffel bag full of money, which back then you could just check through TSA and nobody's going to say anything. I mean, yeah, that's another thing, too. He's carrying all this money with him, and it's like 20s and stuff, so it's got to be like a fat wad of cash. So he's either got to have his pockets loaded or it's somewhere. Like, that wouldn't fit in your wallet. Uh, Jones flew home to Sacramento, then back to Los Angeles for the game December 16th against the Cincinnati Bengals. He skipped a trip to Minnesota December 22nd because of bad weather. It was 7 degrees, Jones said. Someone said it was a domed stadium, but I said it isn't a domed state. <laughs> wow, so that's the um, that's the uh, price of his um, his fandom. You know, he he cuts the limit when it's um, in the in the single yeah, digits. If it gets too cold, that's when the line's been crossed. Fairweather fan confirmed. Jones though was back in Los Angeles for the season finale against San Diego. The Raiders needed a victory over the Chargers to clinch the AFC Western Division title. The day before, on Saturday, December 29th, Jones had talked his way into the Raider practice, although it was closed to the public. Less than two weeks later, a Buffalo sports writer previewing the championship game was forced to leave the team's facility after he was caught watching practice. Jones spent... What, Wait. Yeah? How was that part relevant? Or he was... He was forced to leave. No, this, is that what you're saying? The sports writer from Buffalo was forced to leave because he was watching the practice. But why is that relevant to um, Captain Bank Robber, man? Uh, because they were talking about how this season was the year they played the Bills in the AFC Championship. I don't know why the guy threw that oh, in. So you're saying basically in they were, for some reason. They were had really high security, so the fact that he was able to get in there is kind of impressive. Yeah, I think that's maybe where they're going with it. It does seem kind of pointless and out of context, but I didn't write this. Uh, Jones spent the Charger game sitting with new friends Mark and Patty Parsons, Raider season ticket holes from Sepulveda. I don't know why I said that like a question mark. They're from Sepulveda. (laughs) (laughs) You said holes, too. (laughs) They're season ticket holes? Season ticket holders from Sepulveda. (laughs) Sepulveda or Sepulveda? I don't know. I never. This is the whole La Mesa La Mesa conversation again. It's the only time it's mentioned, so you can draw your own conclusions. Uh, The way they butcher names, you know, I am assuming it's probably like. Say Polvita or something stupid, you know. Since I think they don't, it's Sepulveda. They Sanchez yeah. instead of Sa- Sanchez. I'm, I'm thinking it's Sepulveda, but oh, oh well. Anyway, Jones had met them at the Packer game. Jones and Mark used to headbutt one another to celebrate Raiders touchdowns. Jesus Christ! His friends invited Jones to spend New Year's Eve at their home. Jones, of course, never told anyone that he was a bank robber. We played. Well, no, yeah. yeah, at least he was that smart. You know, it's like, hey, uh, so what do you do for them? Oh, I rob banks. I'm like, oh, cool. Maybe he did say that, and everybody <laughs> laughed, and then he realized they thought he was joking and just left it at that. He's like, yeah, funny. But here, here's the thing I've been thinking about the whole time. You know, he's this huge, huge redskin. I mean, I keep saying redskins. Maybe I'm thinking you might, like, I'm not gonna you know, rob banks to revert to this. Um, But, like, maybe... Did he like do the 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 full like outfits and regalia of the the Raiders? Uh, I don't know. It sounds to me like he wore like a hat and jacket to games and stuff. Like he it's wore a... Raiders clothes, but I don't think he was showing up with the like metal spikes in his shoulder pads or anything. Fake fan. <laughs> 
We played poker all night, Mark Parsons said. I sort of questioned it when he got so excited over $100 bets. <laughs> yeah, it's like, wait, this guy... This um, guy's doing all this stuff. He's been so flashing he's, cash. He's rich. Yeah. Uh, he's getting excited for $100? Yeah, that's, um, that's a little bit of a giveaway. Parsons, a Hollywood grip, had agreed to join Jones for the AFC title game in Buffalo. Jones' ticket was routed from Sacramento through Los Angeles. Parsons turned down a chance to work on the Magic Johnson commercial from, for Kentucky Fried Chicken to make the trip. Oh, well, that, you know, that's that's a letdown, man. He could have been part that's of history. That's a changing moment that he missed out on. Um, missed out on some magic, you know. I would have been, like, even if I wasn't getting paid that much money, I'd be like, hey, I get to meet Magic Johnson. For a Kentucky Fried Chicken commercial. That's, there's also jokes in that, but let's not talk about those. <laughs> on that Friday afternoon, January 18th, Patty Parsons received a call from the FBI. She told Mark to sit down. It was pretty nauseating, Mark said. I housed a big-time felon, but he was a lot of fun. Too bad he couldn't have made the money legally. Yeah, um, if this guy was left to his own devices to make money, like he wouldn't have done any of that stuff. Mark and Patty Parsons had a new rule around the house. I'm not allowed to take home fans from Raiders games anymore, Mark said. Jesus. <laughs> what are the chances that you'll freaking rub it ru- like run into freaking bank robbers like that literally like could only have ever happened one time like there's no chance at all that he could pick take home another random fan from the stands that would end up being a freaking bank this robber. story is just filled with ridiculous characters like that's a ridiculous thing to even think about saying <laughs> like yep yeah, not gonna take home any more fans they're all bank robbers and killers this needs to be a movie i was thinking like the same a, thing like, like at least a little like tv series like a mini like two episode tv show or something like this needs to be a thing you can get like martin scorsese to do something that's got like a little lightheartedness to it and also serious tones <laughs> with time off for good behavior jones could be paroled in six years and ten months given his crime he considers himself fortunate Jones said he feels remorse for those he has hurt, his wife, their two girls, a sister, and friends. Jones wrote a long apologetic letter to his parents who live in Georgia. He Wait, so he's not even from he's not even from California? Well, we keep saying Oakland, but this is when they were the Los Angeles Raider, Raiders. But yes, technically his parents live in Georgia, so I'm assuming originally he was in Georgia. He was in the Air Force, so that kind of explains why he might have ended up in California, though. But, that, again, yeah, that still doesn't make sense. But, yeah, I, I completely forgot. Now I feel like an idiot because I forgot about them being the I've LA Raiders. I did it, like, twice, too, so don't feel bad. I, also, I thought at that time period they were – I thought that was, like, a lot longer ago that they were L.A. I didn't realize – you know, I thought the yeah, 90s they were was, they, they were, were Oakland. Los Angeles. Uh, he has seen his daughters only once since Christmas – Rather than hide the truth, the girls were told that Daddy was a bank robber. Well, that was probably his wife, <laughs> you know. Candy's candy over there move. getting her vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, she probably like told him, like, well, there's something I have to tell you. Your daughter's, your, your, your dad's a piece of shit, and he can't see you again because he robs your banks. Daddy's a bank robber. Now, be quiet. I'm going to go hang out in the back room with my boyfriend, and we're going to do drugs. You, got, you girls <laughs> Your stay here a piece in the front and watch Sesame Street. <laughs> yeah. I realized what I did to the people I robbed, he said. Most of the tellers were ladies, 
and I know they were scared. I can tell them personally. I can't tell them personally that I am sorry, but I am. Jones said his life of crime is over. You know, I you know I didn't even think about that because to be honest, in reality, if there was no people working at banks, bank robbing banks themselves is a pretty victimless crime because they're all all that money's insured, so you're not really hurting anybody. But yeah, the only thing you really do is traumatize probably like the 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 people that that work behind the counter because they're probably like mm-hmm. they're just probably like can't trust anybody it's anymore. It's really funny to you and me reading about something that happened almost thirty years ago and the fact that this guy was a complete idiot. But it probably did suck for the people that actually got robbed. Well, I always have a fear of getting of getting robbed because I I mean I've worked with a lot of money in the past and. Um, I used to have to like bring deposits across the the property I worked at, and I'd have lots of money and um, more than he had throughout his whole thing with me. And I was always afraid I was going to get Are robbed you or something. Trying to make yourself a target here? Well, I don't. No, I don't do that anymore. That's what somebody would say if they didn't want you to think that they did it anymore. This was like six years ago, man. Well, this happened thirty years ago. What's your point? I don't understand. I'm how just time saying. Works. I'm just saying I've always had a fear of being robbed because I've always worked in some industry that involved handling money at some point. (laughs) I was president of Little League before, he said. I was involved with youth groups. I sang in the choir. I was a leading citizen. I just went off. But it's not going to happen anymore. I'm not going to be a criminal. Wait, now he's saying he's a leading citizen? He just admitted to like being an alcoholic yeah, and doing he drugs. Saying before all this, he was perfectly fine. Nothing wrong with him, and then he just kind of went off the deep end. Going off the deep end is like... It's not it's that. Not robbing 24 banks. No, like robbing one bank is somewhat like... You know, you could see someone snapping and doing that, but like, he stayed snapped. Of course I have to prove it. I had everything going for me. A nice wife, two kids, a dog, the American dream, and I lost everything. She was a good wife. It was my fault. I messed up. Well, her name's Candy, so she probably wasn't a good wife. Probably. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, she, she worked the pole and he robbed banks, All you know. Everybody does food. their thing. <laughs> was, would you say afterwards she was a sour candy? <laughs> She was a warhead. And then his kids, you know, they they end up becoming little Sour Patch kids. (laughs) Of course I have to prove it. Oh, I already read that. Jones wants to take correspondence courses in prison and further his education after release. He will be looking for a break, an employer willing to take a chance. Jones seeks a refuge to rehabilitate his image, a place where performance is the only requisite. A commitment... Yeah, that's not how jobs work, man. He's looking for a commitment to excellence. My dream when I get out of prison is to work for the Raiders, Jones said. I'd do anything for them. I'd like to do something constructive. I would definitely not do their banking. (laughs) Um... Wow. I mean, besides being it being hard to find jobs as a, you know, if you were an ex-con, even if you did something like that wasn't robbing 24 banks, but the fact that like he expects to like just get a job. It's like, well, you obviously got a lot of stuff going on. Like you didn't rob one bank, you robbed a lot of banks. And the fact that the first thing he says is, "You know what? I wish I could go work for the Raiders." Like, yeah, that's not going to yeah. happen, buddy. 
if there was any football franchise that I would think would hire him, though, I would probably put the Raiders on that list. Oh, for sure. They do a lot of completely irrational things. Anyway, Jesus, that was that one was fun. That one went places that I didn't even expect it to go. It's always fun when, you know, we both don't know what's going on, which is very rare. Man. All right, so we've officially covered the Raider Bandit, so you can stop trying to get that one to come up. It's here, and we've done it. That was um, that was everything I wanted it to be in. That was more. so much more than I thought it was going to be, <laughs> if we're being honest. That's ridiculous. When you said like you were worried about this one because you only had one article, which, again, you didn't tell me what it was, I I honestly didn't think it was this, but I um that was that was a that was pretty great. That was some good stuff. And I mean, I literally expected just something very streamlined. That kind of went all over the place. Yeah, I went places that I never expected. Like to LA and then Detroit. And then back it again. seemed like really the only place he really traveled was Detroit. Well, Minnesota was too cold. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> those are the only away games they had that year? Yeah, but, well, he only lasted a month. That's the thing that keeps I keep forgetting is that was like a two-month period where he robbed 24 banks. It wasn't like he did it all season. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, but he started towards the end of the season then, right? Because you talked about the, the AFC yeah, yeah, Championship. Yeah, he started towards the end and went to playoff games. Anyway, wow, that was, that was, that was a hell of a read. Look, review, subscribe, let us know how we're, how we're doing. Um, if you have any Raiders Bandits questions, you can send them in. I probably won't be able to find an answer for you because there's not a lot on it other than that story we just read. But damn, that was a wild ride. Man, right, ride's not over yet. Oh, it is. Uh, thank you, Raider Nation, for these beautiful stories. I'm out of here. Maher, close us out. Last thoughts and go. I will say, I just realized now that like the Raiders probably have had the best stories of all the the different things we did, and I'm I'm slowly becoming a Raiders fan. Old coconut heads wearing on just me. Just don't go rob any banks. Well, you know, if we don't get more, you know, if we need to get more people excited about us and listen to us, you know, otherwise we're gonna have to start robbing banks. Not gonna, not gonna do it. Doesn't go well. I don't want to end up in jail missing my wife candy. <laughs> all right, we'll see y'all later. Good night. Bye. Why I said good night? They could listen to this any time of the day, but whatever. Sticking with it. Good night. I like to think they listen to it at night. Oh.